I hope you're ready for today. I came to preach a word, and this word today, I feel the Spirit of God just gave it to me for your today. This is a word for your today. There are some words where you can hear it and remember a word for your yesterday, your past. There's words that even are spoken over you for your tomorrow and your future. But today, I believe the Spirit of God wants to speak over your today. I believe that the Lord wants to speak a confidence in this room, a confidence in your spirit, where you walk in boldness and courage. I've been titled today, ready? For the love of security, strong and secure. Because I believe that God is creating a strong and secure you. I believe that God is getting you ready to walk confidently into your tomorrow. But this word is for today. But can I tell you that every word spoken means nothing unless it's caught and carried. Words spoken over your life doesn't mean a thing unless you catch it and you carry that word with you. When we preach here, it's, it's a good, it can inspire, it can encourage you. But unless you catch the word, unless you say, that's mine. I'm accepting that for my family. I'm accepting that for my life. Guess what? The word is void. Right? The Bible even calls faith without action dead. So if you don't catch that word and carry that word, that word means nothing. So I want to ask you today, how many are ready to catch the word of God today, get some confidence in you, and walk strong and secure into tomorrow? I believe this word is a word for your today. I want to put the devil on notice today. Man, I love when Sean says that. Put the devil on notice. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Tell the devil, no, not today. And remind him, we were not given a spirit of timidity. Can you look at the devil and tell him that? Whenever you wake up and he starts to whisper in your ear, you ain't good enough. Do you know your background? You know how many times you've failed? You didn't go to school for that. Or you start scrolling the comparison game. Oh, man. Oh, man. That person's so much better than I am. Well, God, why don't you just call them? And when those things start to whisper in your ear, man, you got to get something in your spirit. And I'm talking about one of those. I, we got in an accident before we went to Florida, all right? And someone came by. We were parked on the side of the road. Someone came by and hit the side of our car. Now, it was the side that my daughter was on. How many parents do I have in the building? Is your blood plumping right now? Okay. My, our blood was boiling through our head. And something came over us that was like, oh, no, not today. You're going to answer for what you did. And so we got out of the car. I was going, man, I was so hot. I was like, God help the person who actually hurts my child. Because my child was fine. She was okay. And all of a sudden, I was boiling. Man, some of you need to get that confidence in you to get some attitude when you're talking about your future. Some attitude when you talk about the word of God spoken over you. Some attitude when the devil tries to creep in with some insecurity. You say, I was not given a spirit of timidity. I was given a spirit of power and of might, a sound mind to walk in strong and secure. Uh, Y'all aren't awake yet. We're going to work on it. We're going to work on it. God did not give us a spirit of fear. I believe he's given us a spirit to be strong and courageous. I want to look at Joshua. Ashley preached an amazing message 
talking about the, the faith. Because what got you here will not get you there. And sometimes the faith of yesterday needs to be bumped up for the faith of today. I'm telling you, God has done some great things in your life up to this point, but it ain't nothing compared to what he's going to do in your tomorrow. Can I encourage some of you? You have not yet seen the best days of your life. You are not too old. Your dreams are not dead. Your story is not done. God is a chapter that he wants to write that is way beyond what you've experienced. I want to dive into Joshua's story because I think it's a story for you, for your today. We find Joshua. Joshua was the apprentice of Moses. He was following Moses. In fact, a lot of times throughout the scripture, we see Joshua at the coattails of Moses. Moses was leading millions and millions of people, right? And Joshua was the one watching and aiding. He was aiding Moses in those moments. He was the one that when Moses was meeting with the Lord in the tent of meeting, Joshua was right there watching, meeting with the Lord as well. And now we find a time where Moses cannot lead the people of Israel into the promised land. You want to know why? Go back and listen to Ashley's message last week. It's phenomenal. She broke it down of how Moses' past crept into the moment where he lost what God had promised him. So powerful. But we find Moses now dead. Moses died, and now Joshua is taking over. And I want to encourage some of you, because we're in this series for the love, and this whole series is the premise of true love. But how many know the Bible says that um, true love casts out all fear? So when we talk about love, we're talking about more than just, I feel for you. This is more than candy hearts. This is more than Valentine's. This is more than flowers. When you talk about love, perfect love, this is something that can cast out all fear out of your life, that you walk confident and bold. So today I want to talk to your story. I want to look at Joshua and see what the Lord speaks to you. Are you ready? Ready to dive in? Turn with me in your Bibles. Or if you're in the Change Church app, you can go to that Bible app. It has all the notes and scriptures in it. Joshua chapter one, we're going to start with verse one. It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where your foot, every place you set your foot, as I promised Moses, your territory will extend from desert to Lebanon and from the great river Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the West. No one, somebody say no one. Ah, someone say no one like you mean it. Say no one. <laughs> someone say no one like no one's going to beat up your mama, right? No one. <laughs> Ain't no one. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And one thing I want to pay attention to and hone into, because maybe some of you are here, because Joshua was stepping into a new season without Moses. And I wonder if Moses had become his security, his comfort blanket. And I want to ask you today, what has become your security 
and your comfort blanket. Where in one season, it was something you were looking to for strength, something you were looking to for wisdom and maybe even identity. For some of us, it was the past relationship. And you put all your bank in that past relationship. And you thought you were somebody because of that status. And now the relationship is gone. And you feel like something has been taken from you. And now you're walking into a season without your security. Or maybe some of you is a position. It was a job. And all of a sudden now you don't have that title anymore. And all of a sudden that position is taken from you. And now here you find yourself almost identityless because your security was in that. Maybe some of you is a past failure at something that happened that, that marked you. And now here you find yourself in a challenge to walk into the next season of life, feeling confident in who you are, feeling confident in the word that God put on you. Here we find Joshua stepping into a whole new territory. And I want to ask you today, friend, what territory are you stepping into and how are you walking in and who is your security? You're like, pastor, that's like three questions. All right. Break it down here. Who is your security? Who is what you bank on? Who is what you rely on? Because we don't mean to, but a lot of times we lean on the wrong things. I can even get to the point where I'm leaning on myself. How many are self-reliant sometimes? I can become my own island. You know, we watch those shows, people like buying islands. I can create an island myself. I could be working and thinking I'm all that, thinking I got all the answers, thinking I can do everything on my own. And I don't mean to. I don't come off like prideful, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know nothing. I know everything. Not like that. But sometimes I can just isolate and find myself in a place where I don't have nobody around me. And all, all of a sudden, my security becomes me. And guess what? My prayers get real small when I'm the security. Your prayers get so small whenever your security is your job. Because now you're praying small prayers. Lord, let me keep my job. That's a small prayer. Lord, let me have the ability to worship you with my gift. That's a small prayer. That's a small prayer. When you start expanding, know that God is your source and he is your provider. You're like, go cap off. Let's pray some big prayers. Lord, what can you do in my job? How do you want to expand what I'm doing in my job? God, expand my eyes to even see what I can do because when I'm weak, you are strong. <laughs> At the end of myself is when you come alive. I can't love my wife enough. You got to help me love her. I can't raise my kids enough. You got to help me father. I can't show up to my job and be a good representative of Christ unless you get involved, Lord, because you know my temper. You know what I, I get into. You know my thoughts. You know that person that bugs me. You know, you know what, what happened on the way to work. And so I come in, and we all have that, that disappointment in one season. And one disappointment can become our storyline for the next chapter. And Jesus, and God, wanted to remind Joshua of something. Because we're all working through that. But he wanted to remind him, hey, in this season, I am I am your security. I want to count somebody in the room to start looking to the Lord as the one who gives you everything you need. 
man, you can search all the books. You can search all the things to look, how can I, and well, how should I figure out, and what steps should I take, and the 10 steps too, and I want to create all these habits. And those are all good things. But can I tell you, without the source of the Lord, it means nothing. Without the foundation of God in your life, there's no power to it. Power is turned off. Love Dr. Alex in Abundant Chiropractic, you know? Every time he pops you and you're like, pop, 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 pop. He's like, all right, power's turned back on. I feel like some of us, we need that with the Lord. We need to come before him and say, Lord, turn off all the filters. Turn off all the things that I've looked to from my source and let me open my eyes so the power is back on. So my Christian walk isn't something that I'm religiously doing and I can't do and I can't do, but it's something that now I'm power filled because my life is a, a sacrifice to the Lord. Well, Sean said it best. We don't just worship here. It's a lifestyle of worship. It's how we come before the Lord every day. It, it's, it's how we treat him as king, not just savior. Savior's like, oh, I need another favor. Savior's like, oh, save me out of this. Oh, Lord, you owe me. Save me out of another thing. God, I got, I got myself into something else. But when your relationship, when it goes beyond just a ritual or an organization you're a part of, but it becomes a relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and that thing becomes love and passion, and he becomes your security, all of a sudden, bets are off. You walk in with confidence, knowing who you serve. The first point I put down is let the Lord fill what the enemy tries to spill. Let the Lord fill what the enemy will try to spill out of your life. God has put a mark on you that no human being could ever measure up to. No physical word could ever come against or even compare to what the master has written on you in the womb. I'm not talking about something he spoke to you after you were born. I'm talking even pre-birth. When you were in the womb, when he was knitting you together, counting all the hairs on your head, when he was mapping out your future, that's the place that he put a pen on your heart and etched in flesh who you are. That's the word I'm talking about. But all your life, as soon as you were born and start crying and start thinking the life's about you, all of a sudden the enemy wants to get in your ear and start to take away what God put on you. Oh man, he wants to whisper to you and say, you aren't what God told you you are. <laughs> you are not all that. You are not called to reach there. You are not a good husband. You are not a good wife. You're not a good employee. You've messed up. You've failed. You, 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 you name it. He does it. Because the Bible says that he prowls around like a roaring lion. Look who he can devour. He's not out to just be the devil with his pitchfork, right? And his horns and say, oh, the party's in hell. No, no, no. He's very patient. He's very patient. The one thing I've learned about the enemy, he's very patient. He'll wait. He'll wait till you have a bad day. Oh, they're worshiping hard at change? Oh, they, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait because Thursday's coming. Ooh, Thursday's coming. Yeah, go ahead and praise the Lord. Yeah, shout loud. Get your faith all riled up. Go ahead. Think it's a church thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a lie. That's a lie. Oh, yeah, yeah, believe that because Thursday's coming, and I'm going to be waiting for you. I'm going to whisper in your ear when you can't get out of bed. I'm gonna remind you of your past. Hey, can I just tell you, if the devil starts to remind you of your past, can you remind him of his future? If he starts to bring into you your past and things you failed in, can you remind him where he's headed? 
He's got a reservation in hell. And the Bible says that we are sons and daughters of the king. So therefore, you put the devil on notice and tell him, every place my foot shall tread is mine. I'm taking ground, not just at my workplace, at my home, in my bedroom. Lots of times when I get up for, for devotions in the morning, I'll wake up and, man, I love to be with the Lord. But there are times that I wake up and I'm like, oh, devil, you should have killed me in my sleep. Because I'm getting up to claim this territory for you. Something's been going on in my house and things are awry. You know, you know what happens? Life, right? You got the ups, you got the downs, you got people hitting you who are driving Uber. And it's like, what the jazz? And all of a sudden I wake up and I'm like, oh, snap. No, you didn't try to mess with my family. No, you didn't try to mess with my daughter. No, you didn't try to mess with my marriage. They will have a, a weird day in our marriage. Oh, I'll wake up the next day. I'll be like, oh, devil, you should have killed me while I was sleeping and angry. Because I woke up and I'm ready. I'm hot. Now my hot's for you. I'm remind you of your future. Remind you that I'm a child of God. Remind you that this marriage is ordained of the Lord. <laughs> Woo! Every place my foot shall tread is yours. What if you got that confidence in you over your home? And you just started walking through your home, all the hallway. Lord, I claim this hallway for you. Every place my foot shall tread is mine. I claim this territory. No more, enemy. No more what you're doing. My, my daughter, she went through a time where she had these bad dreams and anxiety. You know what we did? We walked around her room. I said, baby, listen, here's the deal. Let me explain something. Let, let me explain something for you. I said, darkness can only be in somewhere the light's not. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to turn the light on in your room. We're going to invite Jesus in. And the Bible says that when you flee from the enemy and you invite the Lord in, the darkness has to flee, has to get out. So we walked around that room. Uh, it must have looked so silly with her windows open, but we were just marching. I turned up her worship music. And I said, Lord, we thank you that this room is going to be a room full of joy. I thank you that this room is going to be a room where Ane not only has good dreams, but has God dreams. Lord, that you're going to start to inspire her, give her words of knowledge, words of wisdom, that she's going to be having her heart broken for the lost in this room, that you're going to totally change the trajectory of, her, of the, the future for her in this room. Why? We're claiming things, saying, hey, listen, just like, like the Lord told Joshua, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So put the devil on notice. Tell him that. Next time he tries to whisper near you, you're not good to him, say, hey, the Lord will never leave me nor forsake me. He is with me in every situation. He has plans for me to give me a hope and a future. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Ah, some of you need to get that in your spirit for your situation right now. Because it's hard when you're in the middle of weeping. You can't, see, you can't see what's coming. But you just remind your spirit, weeping may endure for a night. Hey, this pain may endure for a season, but it's not forever. It's not eternal. God's given me joy. Then he goes on in Joshua chapter one, and this is where I want to really, really hone in. Joshua chapter one, verse six says this, be strong and courageous. Say that with me. Say, be strong and courageous. One more time. Say, be strong and courageous. 
because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. And then he goes in verse 7. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Joshua's not feeling this yet. <laughs> He's not feeling this. So God reminds him, be strong and very courageous. Oh, that helps, Lord. Be strong and very courageous. And then he goes on and he gives him a recipe a recipe for putting his security in the Lord. He said, be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Check verse 8 out. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then. When? Then. When? Then. Whenever you see it then, what do you got to ask yourself? What's before it, right? If then is the cause, then what's before it? Then you will be prosperous and successful when you keep the book of the law always on your lips, meditating on it day and night. Then you will be prosperous and successful when you keep the book of the law always on your lips, meditating on it day and night. Then you will be prosperous and successful when you keep the book of the law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night. Some of us just want the prosperous and successful part without the first part, because that's too much work. Not only got to read this book, but now we got to memorize it. Oh my goodness. He said, get this thing in you. This is the word of the Lord. Get it on you. Get it in you. Get it in your heart. Get it in your mind. Get it on paper. Get it on your mirror. Get it in you. Write it on your phone. Make it your screensaver. Put it in your car. Get this stuff in you. He said, if you keep this law, if you put it on your lips, meditate on it day and night, what is he talking about? He's talking about renewing our minds. He's talking about speaking the word of God over us. Oh man, uh, Robin gave an incredible challenge in Team Huddle today. Talking about restoring, restoration. Talking about restoring that which the enemies, I loved it. I was like, you know what? That's so true of what God is calling us to do. Because when we meditate on his word and we start to get it in our spirits, we're like, you know what? Your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. I may not know the next step, but I know that you're leading me. So I'm going to keep on reading. And you, you feel, oh man, Lord, I feel that, Lord, the weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Lord, restore that joy in me again. He said, then you'll be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you. Now, what you have to understand is this. God was echoing what Moses had already said to Joshua. We might read this and think it's the first time he's hearing it. No, it's the second time. Because when Moses was with him, he said, Joshua, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Lord, your God will be with you. But Joshua didn't get it. And so God had to remind him. How many are thankful for God echoes? Come on. How many are thankful that God doesn't stop saying it after once? And he continues and he repeats until you get it. I'm, I'm, my kids, they need repeating. Okay. There was, a, there was definitely a season where they needed a lot of repeating. It was like, do this. Did you hear me? Am I speaking English? Did you read my lips? Do this. I got to repeat it until you get it. I wonder if that's what the Lord wants to do with us. He says, I want to repeat it until you get it, until it becomes who you are. So you don't hear it as just a message, 
but you hear it as an identity. You don't hear it as just a far off thought. You hear it as something you can step into. Remember, a word that's caught and carried. A word that you catch and you say, I'm walking with this. This week's gonna be different because I carry the word of God with me. He said, then you'll be prosperous and successful. Think about all the times that God spoke over us. The personal time where I'm just on the fa- my face before God and as he was calling us to plant a church and become a part of a city that we had never been a part of. I remember personally hearing from God, I want you to plant a church that's going to change the world. I want to plant a church that's going to grow leaders. Plant a church that's going to inspire purpose. Awesome. And then a couple in our church come up, prophesy over us, give us the same word. God echo. And then again, we're at a youth conference and I'm at the altar and God's just speaking again. Same word, same word, God echo. And we're at a church conference again and again. I, I, and I'm almost embarrassed to tell you this because there took so many times of repeating and echoing over my life where I was like, okay, God, I get it. We're going. And I wonder what God is echoing over your life that you need to hear and you need to catch because you've heard it for too long. And I'm echoing it today. You are the head and not the tail. God has caused you to stand up and become the tribe of Judah, wherever you are. God has called you to take ground and territory, not to sit on the sidelines, but to be one who is forceful with the love of Christ. I wonder what the Lord is trying to build in you that he is repeating over you. I wonder what the Lord is trying to build in your life that he's been repeating over your life. He's saying, you are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. I built you for this reason. I built you for this purpose. He's trying to build something in you, but unless it's caught, it literally means nothing. But can I tell you that the Lord knows your name and he's speaking directly to you. Do you know that? Can I encourage you with that? The Lord is speaking directly to you. You might hear a lot of different voices trying to discourage you from taking ground. Man. I just feel like someone needs to hear. God is telling you. Be strong and courageous. In fact, can you tell your neighbor right now? Just tell him, say, be strong and courageous. Ah, you didn't say it like you mean it. Come on, tell him, say, be strong and courageous. <laughs> be strong and courageous. My second point is this, be led by the one who knows you best. Be led by the one who knows you best. How do we be strong and courageous? We're not led by anything but him. We're not led by, by things that sound good, or a good idea, but we're led by the one who knows the path. We're led by the one who knows our life. We're led by the one who knows our heart and how we're wired. We're relying on him to be our shepherd. I'm not relying on my own ability to to take a ground or take the future. I'm following somebody. My third point is this. We got to rely on him as our source for strength. As our source for strength. 
I don't know where you've been leaning in to get your strength. Or if it was in a job, or if it was in a relationship, and you find yourself in a season without Moses, without your comfort blanket, and you're kind of shaky in the way that you're walking. But today I believe that God is calling you to be secure, not in who you are, but in who he is. Not in your understanding of the future, but in him as a shepherd, leading and guiding you, saying, come on, come on, here's some pasture for you. Come on, here's some good ground to plant yourself in. Come on, I've got made you for this position. You might not feel ready yet, but just get in. Take that step. I'm gonna be with you. Paul said, Christ is in us. And sometimes we don't realize that. Sometimes we act like he's, he's sitting away from us and we, we're kind of doing our thing. We're like, Lord, show up. And he's like, no, I'm in you. No, I've given you ability. I am your strength. I am your provider. I am that which you need. But knowing that the Lord is our source of strength, knowing that the Lord is our source to glean from, to get some from, that he is our provider. And you can look at all seasons, all things you're facing, and you can know if God is for me, If God is for me, who can be against me? Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I will fear no evil. Why? Because he's with me. And he'll never leave me nor forsake me. Oh, some of you need to catch that and know that God is with you right now. Come on, you need to tell your neighbor, say, I'm not alone. <laughs> I'm not alone. This is if, you, if, you're, if you're single in the building, you need to know you're not alone. You're building something. God's in you. And he's building something that he's been repeating over you. This is a season of growth for you. If you're in a marriage right now, guess what? You're not alone. Don't rely on that person to be your everything. Let God be the source so you can fill that person up. I can't rely on Ashley for my everything. I need to rely on the Lord so he can fill me up so I can fill her up. He needs to fill me up so I can love her well. Some of you are in a new position at your job. Hey, you need to know you're not alone. You are not alone. And God has given you everything you need to step in strong and secure. Not because of who you are, but because of who he is. I wanna pray over you today. I wanna pray that God fills you with boldness and strength and courage. I'm believing for a faith to rise in you for this season that you know you are not alone, that you walk in every day knowing, man, I'm not in my own strength right now. I'm in what the Lord can do. And every conversation you walk into, you're ready to release what the Lord wants to say because you know, you're not alone. Christ is in me. And therefore, if Christ is in me, I got something to give. So I wanna pray over you today. If everybody would stand to your feet, I believe that God has an amazing word to speak over you today. It's why you showed up. It's why you're watching online. God has an amazing word to speak over your life. And a lot of times, just like Joshua, you might find yourself in a season where you've lost your source, you've lost your security, and now God's calling you to lead something. 
God's calling you to carry a mantle you don't feel like you're worthy to carry. But I love the scripture. And if you go back, I might actually just release a little devo this week on this because this moment is so powerful. But when we look back at Moses' life, Moses would always set up a tent of meeting for him and the Lord. And Joshua would be in there with him. And one of the scriptures says this, said Moses, when he was finished meeting with the Lord, he left the tent and Joshua did not leave, but stayed. And I wonder if God is calling you to do something beyond yourself. If even after everybody leaves, you say, I'm not leaving until I get all of you. <laughs>